Well, what? good morning. Hi, Chris. Good morning, guys. Ten o'clock, straight up on morning, a Tuesday. It's got- not it's not a full live imaging Tuesday, but I had to make sure to come in for this. Sure. Great. It is a final! <laughs> 129-126, Lakers over the Nets. Yeah, that's what is I was talking we about, yeah, to, right? Yeah. Or the Raiders. We'll get to that later on. 17, yeah, well, welcome 13. to the nation, Chris. Bro, that's a big day for you. When you think about the commitment to excellence. Yes. When you think about the Raider Nation. Uh-huh. When you think about the Al Davis of 710. <laughs> no, that's true. I need, a sweat, I need them to make me a silk sweatsuit with the 710 logo. White or black? I need both. Okay. For summer. summer. So summer, the white one comes yeah. out? Okay. <laughs> it's like the Labor Day laws. It's see-through. The white Al Davis jumpsuit on you would be amazing. It would, it it would, would be, be, it would be, be something. It would be amazing is what it would be. And a little game at Chavez Ravine last night. As the Dodgers seem to repeat I didn't know they played Saturday night's performance just with a different pitcher this time. We've got real Dodgers talk all afternoon. But Jorge, come on, man. Our morning guy, Evan Cohen, on Sports Mike with Evan Canty and Michelle each weekday now, 6 to 10 a.m., he proclaims, he believes, and he's a Mets fan, so he knows about pain and agony, that this ain't over. He says he guarantees Dodgers in five. Yeah? And Evan, considering I hang a portrait of him in my office, I might go with him on this. So you're coming around now after you've seen the Saturday night game and the Monday night game that now is when you'd like to get on board. That it's they're coming back? It's interesting. It's this an is, interesting I'm, play I'm by a, you. I'm a bit master. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. You've caught me a little bit by surprise that this may be the lane that you get into. It's not a wrap, but it's you're getting the tape and the ribbon out. I just want to know. It's just about a wrap. Are you going to Chicago October 22nd as the Raiders take on the Bears? Corporate like just, Greg and I are planning our getaway. Yep. But I believe the Thursday night game against the Chargers is here, correct? It's SoFi? Or is it in the black hole? Oh, it's black up there? Hole, according to Greg. Oh, well, then that might be, that might be the Vegas mission. Black hole. Yeah. We got to talk to John the Brick, JT the Brick. When was the last time you were in Vegas? Uh, probably when we were doing those events. The, the Yahoo events? Yeah. I don't it, like Vegas. A while ago. Yeah. Seems like a potentially combustible situation. It's just... <laughs> Vegas is such a great place to just take a deep breath and enjoy (laughs) the outdoor. Sure. You know what I mean? For years, like smoking cigars inside was because I don't gamble. Yeah, neither do I really. But you know, there's a lot of things to do. By the way, once producer Lindsay gets a wind of this, she's going to want to come with us too. Yeah, she's coming. (laughs) There's food. She's gone. There's alcohol. (laughs) There's stuff. It's going to be a long. Long adventure. And by the way, JT the a Brick. Fun adventure. JT the Brick is the mayor of Vegas, practically. So that's a long night. You got to meet this guy from this guy and this guy. Oh, come but over. That, oh, JT, these are your friends? Oh, we'll if, take them in. If you're going to join the Raider Nation, the way you are with Berg, that's the proper way to do it. Didn't work on you. Well, it works on me for Charger games. <laughs> that's, you're not a Raider fan. You're a Charger hater, which I respect. Yeah. But you were never really in the nation. You're not in the I, nation, Slee. Yeah. I was for that Sunday. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. For you that were just, Sunday you were there for just a few hours. Chargers stop. You were not. Slee, as somebody once said, just win, baby. Just win, <laughs> now baby. Now he's quoting Al Davis. Just win, I'm ready. Baby. Perfect. You need to start good. But what was that accent Al Davis had? Was it Boston? What well, he was, was a New Yorker, right? You know what I, Dave I'm Roberts didn't say? It's a Massachusetts say? thing. Like, it wasn't like the thick, ah, rah. It I guess I should that. know where he came from before <laughs> I get into this too deep. Where was he from? Let's find out. The greatest of the Raiders. Um, he this was, is so on yeah, brand. Brockton, Mass. Yeah. Brockton, Mass. Mass. Okay. I apologize, Raiders Nation. I didn't know. <laughs> originally from <laughs> Kuwait. <laughs> what are you doing, man? <laughs> really? 
the glory of the Raiders is in the future. <laughs> really? Go vertical. Did you see uh, Mark Davis hitting the slot machines last night after the uh, game, after the win? No, because Slee just threw me off for the entire segment. Well, of that on, his, on his parent side. <laughs> on his mob side. This is what you have to look forward to, Chris. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> I'm just saying, though, that's the first picture that pops up on uh, Google when you look up Al Davis. Well, guess what? Jesus. I'm going to look like that in that three off. years. Like Google can't say, Oh, let's hear what? Facenda. Let's hear Facenda. Hold on. Autumn wind is a pirate. Oh, so Blustering in from sea. Like me. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. Bam! Swaggering boisterously like they wrote it for you. He wears a hooded sash. I need a hooded sash. With a silver hat about his head and a bristling black mustache. Oh, it's going gray now. He growls as he storms the country. That's a villain. Big and bold. Yep. A villain, big and, and the bold. trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. I mean, it can't be. The autumn wind <laughs> is a raider. Yeah. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. I'm home, Raider Nation. Take me in. Brock ready. Mass. He's very ready. Keep it in, you need to know the. You need to know. And by the way, you know what real Raider Nation people do? They address Al Davis as Mr. Davis. He's always. Oh, Mr. I know. Davis. Yeah, Mr. He's Davis. Never it's Al. like when people say Mr. Kraft right. when, if you're a Pats fan. Mr. Davis. Yeah. You know, when I was playing with the Raiders and had an opportunity to interact with Mr. Davis, that they always call him Mr. Davis. By the way, uh, Jorge, be sure to put that cart aside for uh, Brian Cohen. So we play that right at one. That was perfect at one fifteen when Ireland and Corporate Greg officially welcomed me in to the Raider Nation. Don't you have a meeting or something that you need to get to? No. That yeah. got turned. The yeah. the owner, the founder of the company, he turned the plane. When he found out I was going to become a rate, because his Packers <laughs> lost last night. That's right. He Took turned off. the, like in the movie Casino, yep. they turned the plane around. Better, better problem down here than up there. Up right? there Am I yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Am I right? <laughs> so let me get this. <laughs> so you should probably, the you should, there's got to be something for you to do on that side. I, you should probably go. Before we get into it? <laughs> so what happened? You, you and Mace were there. Appointments. You, and Ma- <laughs> yeah. you and Mace were there. Game two was going to be man. different. Really hoping it would be. It was a complete and utter catastrophe. <laughs> that was a great drop. It was it was so bad for all of the same reasons. You got zero starting pitching to speak of, and you didn't hit it at all. It was exactly the bullpen was terrific, quite Amazing. frankly. Dave Roberts, honestly, and, and I'm not even trying to tee up here, Morales. Dave did a good job of managing that thing till the end to keep them in the game. They didn't hit. Bobby mm-hmm. Miller gave up three runs before anybody finished their first Mandela. It was it, it was an half the amount of runs that Kershaw gave up before they finished their Mandela. It, it could not have gone any worse. Before they took an at bat, they were behind. The tension. I when the video I put up before the game, the 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 energy in the air okay. was so bad. That the second this is before this first is before pitch. the first mm-hmm. pitch. So the first batter comes up and he walks right. Yep. The opening Corbin hitter Carroll. walks. You could hear however many people were there forty five fifty thousand people go, Ugh. like this collective disgust at what had happened after one at bat, and it got worse and worse from there. Outman had a terrible at bat. Freddie had a terrible at bat. Mookie's been terrible in both of these games. They're it's one in thirteen. Disaster. The two best, but yeah, it's, it's been actually, a complete disaster. Let, let me. You, you so said something. You said something coming into the postseason, and it was your stars got to be your stars. Yep. So we look. Not. Kershaw's Kershaw. That's fine. We could complain about Dave Roberts. That's fine. Mookie and Freddie are basically 
a complete non-factor through two games. Yep. That's coming off a postseason last year where they lose to the Padres three games in a row where they were basically non-factors. That your stars, the guys that you're paying the most. I don't understand Mookie's quotes. Mookie's quotes last night, we'll get into some of that stuff. But and, and you're saying what is it? What is it, Chris? What is it? Wait, because you know, here's the thing. Oh, it's not Dave, man. That was the thing. Also, it's not Dave. Oh, he didn't go out there and make the Kershaw pitches. Then why does it fall apart every postseason? People love to say, "Oh, well, Phil Jackson. He wasn't that great of a coach because he had Jordan and Pippen. Yeah, they he just had happened Kobe. to win eleven NBA championships. Right? I'm he, with you. He had Kobe and Shaq, and when they tried it without Phil, it never worked. So that's where we get back to David Rob- Dave Roberts or leadership ahead of Dave Roberts. It's not working. They're not going out there and playing to win every fall. And when we talk about 2020, mm-hmm. conveniently, you didn't have the season that long. So they were able you know to rebound mentally. Have? You're right. You know what else you didn't have? And I want to give you this. There wasn't the pressure of playing in front of your own fans. That's there, 100% there, there true. There wasn't the pressure of the, – the whole world was so upside down and inside out during that. Everybody was untethered and feeling weird about it. There wasn't this, you're not going to blow it again, are you? Right. That we Because we were We were just happy to see baseball. We were preoccupied with everything it, else that was going on. It doesn't make sense. It, sure it does. Every other team sure. has to deal with the same I, thing. I, no, they don't. Because not every other team's in the playoffs every year for 11 years in a row. Not every team yeah, but, but has the expectations. Worse. That's the, even worse. But, but I'm answering your question is that this is the pressure – what Chris is asking is the right question. I think we have different explanations as to why, but it's the right question. What the blank is going on with them when all of a sudden, how six months of baseball, we're going to slide that over here, we're starting from scratch. We're O and O, and so are you. Your talent means far less today than it did over six months because I don't have to beat you. I don't have to win 95, 100 games. I got to win three, mm-hmm. and I got to win three before you do. And the Dodgers tighten up so trap, much; trap, trap. they go through so much of this stuff. And it just—if it's once, it's baseball. If it's twice, maybe it's baseball. If it's every damn season, there's something rotten inside of it, and it's up to Andrew Friedman to figure out what it's the part not just it, what it is. Losing, it's the collapse. It's the like we, I'm going back to Mookie and Freddie here for a quick second. It's not that. You know what? They just lost a game five to four. Two straight games, they lose five to four. Something along those lines. They're collapsing. Yeah, they right. collapsed last year. It's pressure. They've Sleep. collapsed other times in the playoffs. It's pressure. It's fear. It's expectations. Why is it's that not apply to anybody else? Why is that not applying? Because they don't win 111 games. Because they didn't win 100. Because they're not in it every. So you're year. better That's off why. winning 90 or 85 of or. Not. Of course not. But it's like anything else. If you don't have the pressure of you're supposed to win, you're a little bit looser. Of course you are, and I'm not saying that it's but a better place to be in. Literally every and that's what you got to figure out. Year. But that's why it is. This is why the Yankees and the Lakers and the Dallas Cowboys they operate under different rules. The Dodgers are in one of those different rules where it's not just be in it; it's be in it and win it. And when you don't, why not? And the Dodgers have been knocking on the door for literally 11 years in a row. One year they got ripped off. Another year, they did it in a where the world was inside out and upside down. And every other year in there, there's been this, uh oh, it's happening again. It, I, I, this is not an I told you so. It really, truly isn't. I told you so. But what it was, I said it to you with about a month ago in the season that this is great. But the pressure, this isn't. Oh well, we're not supposed to be here. No one cares. 
You're 0-0. You're a 100-win team. You're supposed to win. Arizona comes out with a, what the hell do we care? The Dodgers had a bad inning in game one, and it was over. They had a bad inning in game two, and it was over. They've let two innings define their entire postseason because they crater when it gets tight. That's what's happening. Now, whose fault it is, that's a different question. But that's what's happening. Who you put that on, I think that's the part that you got to figure. Dave might be the fall guy for it. Master, it's, not, it's not might. You have to be. Masterclass, by the way, there by Travis Rogers. You, you have to be. You literally can't. I mean, if if we're sitting here by the time we get to when's our next game tomorrow, if on Friday Lance Lynn. or Wednesday or Thursday, whatever it is. <laughs> and by on, the way, is is if they win. Mm-hmm. Is Clayton Kershaw coming out there on Game 4? You want to talk about a guy who's rattled now. There are so many things that have to go right before we can even think about that. That's true. That, that, look, I would love to show up here on Thursday morning with a are you going to pitch Kershaw tonight conversation. That would be my – I would sign up for it right now because it. it means they survive another night. You say it's the only solution. You might be right. Dodger fans, what do you got? 877-710-ESPN. By the way, I'm going to stay for just the beginning of the next segment before meetings begin. Because we've got a major show announcement on this show, Jack. Okay. Major show announcement, too, coming up next. All right. Stravis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Quarter after 10 a.m. on a Reaction Tuesday. We got real Dodgers talk all day long. Plus, Lee will tell us about preseason basketball last night. Yeah. Lakers looked good. And the Raiders won. But first, the reason why you hear this great song by Madness, I believe it was the group, it right? It is Madness. Madness. It's because Saturday night in the city, oh, I won't say the city, you but in South OC. It's fine. The address. <laughs> we don't need to do the address. Travis Rogers is having a belated birthday party for me around the USC Notre Dame game. And of course, producer Jorge and I will be there, as all the Travis (laughs) Rogers house parties are. But confirmed to attend. Well, producer Emily. Yes. And producer Slee. Oh, not producer. (laughs) And Slee. Working on it. Would you like to say how it went during the break, Chris? During the break. I do it. (laughs) Go ahead. So. We're talking about it, and, and and Al tried to subtly slide in. Well, if I come, and Chris and yeah. I both said, "If." Well, I said, "Is if. Lady Slee coming with right. you, or are you coming solo?" And he goes, "If well, I come, if I, I come, if I come." And I said, right. "If." Yeah. Jorge has no faith in me that I'm going. Oh, of course not. 
Uh, you guys convert. You confirmed. With em- Emily has already dropped the. Well, I might swing by later. I don't know if I can stay other, for the game. Yeah, she's got yeah. other. But stuff this is an outrage, as somebody <laughs> once said. I'm going to Disneyland. Okay, I'm going to be a company woman and go to Disneyland. Sure, okay, sure, I so I have, I have. But you want to know the real happiest place on earth in OC? My it's living Travis room. Travis is out. It's, it the is couch. A, <laughs> the couch. Yeah, it's a good couch. By the way, why do I feel if 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 I do come that? Why do I feel that? The moment I get there, Jorge's laying on the couch and like no one can sit there. Like, people are sitting around. He's got the a couch. spot. He's towards these. These on the end of the couch, closest to the TV. He's closest the, to the restroom in yeah, the hallway. You, know, you had a good spot. It's a good spot. spot. He's got the Absolutely. south side of the couch. And then, by the way, you know the Lakers are playing in Anaheim tomorrow for pre more preseason basketball game three. Yeah. And Slee said, "Oh, he made a joke, which was a funny joke." That if I'm in Anaheim tomorrow night, can I just stay at your Might house well trap through Saturday? Great right. days. And I said, "Oh, that's right. It's in Anaheim." I'll be in my home office tomorrow, so why don't we connect for a cocktail for the bit for Instagram? And he goes, yeah, so the game's in Anaheim. Just completely went past me. Look, you're 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 very deft at deflecting things. Oh, he's good. With, he's stealth without just saying, "Nah, I don't think that's going to happen." Oh, so it's in, we should get together. Yep, it's in Anaheim. Stealthily, just very very the, subdued. All I want for the pregame. All I want again. <laughs> Colin Castleton gets in again. I, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. All I want is Saturday sleep. Like Saturday love that song. I want Saturday sleep. Meanwhile, all right. All right. if you want love this afternoon in the city of Covina, party party oh party at the Seven Eleven. On Arrow Highway and West Hollenbeck, Sedano and Cap Press of the Flesh producer Lindsey Baseball out there. I'm going to be out there, and guess who else is going to be out there? Big Wit. Yeah. Andrew Whitworth will be out there at 4 o'clock. So come on out, meet with. Plus, we got free slurp, small slurpees. That's small slurpees. <laughs> and quarter pound hot dog deals, which I How many are you yeah. taking down? I believe I'm eating nine, no bun. You got to do one, at least one, with the chili and the cheese. Oh. Well, the softball game. I did he nine hoffies. committed. Yeah. But 7-Eleven specifically has the chili cheese setup that's really high level. It's it's the pump chili and the pump cheese, and they blend together to form this lovely concoction of I'm glad I'm not there. Nothing's better than I would pump have chili seven. and pump cheese. <laughs> right. Delicious. See, you're starting to get it. Horty knows. I would have oh. seven Slurpees when I'm there. I can't, like, Slurpees But I get me. a brain freeze really Oh, I, I do too. Okay, I do too, well, but you got to fight How do you solve past a brain that. freeze? You put the roof of, your thumb on the roof of your mouth. Yep. Oh, okay. Okay. I've tried that. That's never worked. No, it it works for me. No. No. I've never Sleep. Sleep. You, have to hop, you have to hop on one Sleep. foot, too, your Sleep. left foot. Put your thumb on the... Yeah. Well, why? Well, why? No. I did, too, for half well, a second. By the way, hands in I use Listerine every morning. I'm fine. By the way... Um, and every night, if I don't fall asleep. I complimented you this morning when you hugged me. Oh, yes. And you said, how do I smell? And I said, you smell good. It's because he had you he wrapped up me, in a bear hug. And then whoa, he whoa, gave whoa. me a look like, you're disgusting, Al. <laughs> and then I said, trust me, so can you go to him oh, yeah. so he can smell? Come on, man. Just smell. Oh, Give, him like, nice hug. Give him I, I a already, nice hug. <laughs> I already knew. Nice hug. He had a rough on, couple of days. <laughs> smell him. Don't no, laugh. I, smell his uh, neck. He does smell reasonably fresh. Smells what good. can I tell you? What can I tell you? That was Why awkward. You move your head away. Don't move away. Can, can I tell you something? You know how you beat the brain freeze? Don't use the straw. Sip it like a like a beer. No, if then you, you can't get enough in. But you if gotta, you use the straw, rush, that is like a, a that's the express lane to the brain Because I have freeze. to drink as much as I can there so I could <laughs> refill I, it before I leave. I'm very sensitive, even with like ice cream. After like one scoop or like one bite, I do you bite ice cream? Yes. Yeah. Lick? One spoonful one of spoonful. ice cream. No, you're my, better my off biting than just sitting there for... Just don't yeah, use you the are straw. usually better off biting. Yeah. Meanwhile, that's the 7-Eleven in Covina this afternoon, 4 to 7 p.m., Arrow Highway and West Hollenbeck Avenue. Come on out with us. Party, party, oh, party. Meanwhile, I will see you guys in a little bit. All right. All right. I, I, 
I, I hate that I'm slowly kind of moving towards the frustration that he's had for a while because I still don't think that the problem is Dave Roberts mismanaging the team, but there clearly is a massive problem with this team, with yeah. this organization. And it is a very specific problem. Yeah, The specific problem is they have so much talent and their methodology is so successful over an extended period of time that they're going to be in the playoffs over and over and over again. What they lack, and, and I'm not, it's not competitiveness, it's not character or anything like this, mm -hmm. but what I worry about is the sense of urgency that needs to be applied to playoff baseball. Because when you look at what's going on, just being the Dodgers and waiting for your talent to take over, over six months, sure, because it's going to. It's going to. You have better players than they do. Your systems are, are more effective than other people's systems. That stuff doesn't matter as much in a short series. You see guys swinging at bad pitches. You see guys swinging early in the count. Looking at you, Mookie, right? He's been dreadful through these first two games. After yeah, but he being, doesn't want to talk about it. After being dreadful about the team. all of last postseason. Freddie Freeman has been mm -hmm. dreadful so far here. That your, and again, a couple of games in the middle of the season, it's not a big deal. But they're not performing the way that they're supposed to perform. The approach is not the same. The, the tension, the fear, whatever you want to call it, is overwhelming the talent. And it's up to Dave Roberts and or Andrew Friedman to figure out what the hell is preventing them from being at their best when it matters the most because they're not. Dodgers are on the verge here. They really, really are of being one of the most disappointing franchises in, in in a stretch here in MLB history. And I'm I'll tell you what I mean by that. To have the expectations that they have every single year, to deliver that many wins in the regular season every single year, to only collapse they wait the way they do in the playoffs. This is go back to the you know, we remember the Atlanta Braves for winning how many division 14. titles? Fourteen in a row, something like that. And they got one World Series. Mm -hmm. And their manager at the time, Bobby Cox, right? The the what the what the Dodgers are in the middle of right now, I would argue is actually worse than what the Atlanta Braves went through. And this is why I argue that it's worse than it. And they're on the verge of it. They're one get one more loss away from I don't know how anyone could protect the franchise for how they've collapsed in the postseason year after year. You really year. can't anymore. Let, let me take the, okay, people are going to say the, the World Series. Okay, yeah, they won a World Series. It was a 60-game season. If that season was 162 games, they're not going to win. They're just not. They, because every other, otherwise. Because every other year that they've been in this position, they have failed in 162 games. You got the one outlier with the Houston Astros. I don't know what to tell you. I know it's unfair, all that stuff, but there's nothing I could do about that. What they do year in and year out, if any any other business, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna apply this to a sports franchise, I'm gonna apply it to a business, I'm gonna apply it to anything that is successful to an extent, but they can't get over the hump. You look at all right, who's the leader of this team? It is Dave Roberts. So we're not there yet. They're not fully eliminated from the playoffs. But can I ask you this question honestly about Dave Roberts? And I know Dave Roberts did not lose them the game yesterday. Dave Roberts did not lose them the game in game one. But do you know how good Dave Roberts is or do you not know? I think it's a great question because you haven't seen him have to do it with something other than the best team. If right? Dave Roberts was managing the Arizona Diamondbacks, do you know how that team would be or no? Because no? I don't know. I, don't, I agree with I, that. I don't know that. I what, I, what I do know that Dave Roberts 
with a, a franchise that will spend whatever the hell you need. We'll go out there and get every single player that you need. We'll go make trades at the trade deadline to try to improve the roster that has the best farm system in Major League Baseball collapse every single year in the postseason. Every single year. Tell me what business you can do that in and still walk around after the season ends and say, well, we're going to try it again. You're not wrong. They're not there yet. You're not wrong. But I, I'm trying to understand can, another franchise look, that has that type of expectations it's fair. with a manager fair. that's sitting there and it's they fair. say, let's try it again. It's fair. And, and you, what you're saying is accurate and fair. I just want to want to put this in there because this is what you're advocating. And I'm not even if, – if the, if the reason is we have to do something different, I'm okay with that. But here's what you're asking them to do. Mm-hmm. You're asking them to move on from a manager who, mm-hmm. since he became the manager of this team in 2016, has won 91 games, 104, 92, 106, 106, 111, and 100. Mm-hmm. You want to fire that guy? Yes. You want me to be honest with you? Tell me what other manager has those assets every single year. I don't know if Dave Roberts goes somewhere else. Who else do I point the finger at yeah. if in the postseason you're collapsing? Is Dave Roberts going to be remembered for the stats that you just mentioned? Or is Dave Roberts going to be mentioned for, damn, they just collapsed again you're, in the playoffs? Actually, I don't Which even, one of the, is I he going to get remembered for? I don't disagree with you. I, I don't know, though. So do you bring in a guy that's throwing the chair against the wall when you lose a playoff game? Is that what you need? Are you, Because the soft skills that we associate with Dave, right, the, the player – relationship skills Working the, with the, the media communication skills all of the things that he clearly is very very good at are we just going in the opposite direction that guys because something's missing i i agree with you i don't i i would be lying if i told you the dodgers need to do blank i don't know what the hell it is because they have too many good players to keep getting the results like this. Maybe it is as simple as listen, it ain't your fault, but you got to go anyway. Maybe it's as simple as that. And I guess I could sign up for it. But this idea that it's his fault, he may be the guy that pays the price, but I still don't believe that it's his fault. Pay the price is a better way. It's a more accurate way. I'm going to go back to this. In any business or company, sometimes you just yeah. look at it and say, I'm not telling is, you, I'm not telling you it. that it's not working to an extent, but for us to get to that next level, you have not taken us to that next level. One other thing I'll, I'll point out too. You said this when the Dodgers lost last year. Okay. You said, I don't care what happens in the regular season. I've seen that. The only thing that happens, the next meaningful game the Dodgers are going to play is going to be in October. And they barfed on themselves. So when you list out those stats of what he did in the regular season, it was your words that was saying the regular season doesn't matter. So why should I pay attention to those stats? Well, it's both. I I think that's one of those both. You have to pay attention because winning 100 games is hard. It doesn't happen very often, and he does it nearly every year. There are other teams that have really good players that don't win 100 games. Philly's had a bunch of good players. They didn't win 100 games. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That It can't just be it doesn't matter, but it clearly doesn't translate. Okay, translate is the the right way to put it. Nearly the way that it's supposed to. Can I ask you a question? Would you rather have the 10 years of success the way the Dodgers had or – in 10 years, you won two World Series, and you didn't have nearly the amount of success. Ask me after Wednesday. <laughs> Ask me after Wednesday, and I'll have a better feeling for that. Because right now, it's too it hurts too much. It's too raw. Let's try a phone call here. we got a bunch of people on hold. I'm going to get to as many of these as we can. We're going to start in Long Beach with Dana. Dana, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Hey, 
guys. How's it going? What's up? So I have season tickets. I go every postseason. I've gone on the road. This team, when they get down, I mean, I'm even looking in the dugout last night. They're not communicating. Nobody's talking to each other. They're not pumping each other up. It's it's just disappointing. We get down, and just like you guys said earlier, there's no fire. And we just shell up, and we just can't seem to rally when the cards are stacked against us. It's easy to win game 7-1. to one. But what do you do when you have this kind of pressure? Okay, Dan, I, I want to get in here right now because you bring up some – here's the thing. The Dodgers came from behind all season long. They were really good at being behind by Compliment a runner, Compliment to them. They're resilient. They're, They're resilient. They mm-hmm. grind. They, they were great with two, with 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 runners in scoring position in two outs. They led the league in bad – like, this is what I'm talking about. It's not that they don't do those things. It's that they stop doing them at the most important, at the most times. important time. It's not that this has been an Achilles heel during the regular season. And to your point, Dana, when they win, they win 8-2 to two and they're just kicking everyone's ass. They, win, they, they do kick people's ass a lot, but they do get hits with two outs. They do communicate. They do grind out at-bats. They do get into the bullpen early. All of these things that are, are characteristics of a really good team vanish when there's no pressure when it's when, when it's the when the pressure is applied yep i will say this about these two games when you are that far behind before you've even dug into the batter's box mm-hmm. to have a lot of energy is virtually impossible maybe that's where the manager comes in maybe that's where he's got to find a way to light a fire we're just getting started lots of dodger baseball mookie's comments make no sense to me whatsoever Not we're gonna hear all. those yep. as well it's all coming up it's travis lee 710 espn so here's here's this little scene setter. Get into the ballpark last night. Yeah. You know, it's okay. Here we go. You know, it's down one to nothing. Not great, but all right. Here we go. We got got our best guy going tonight. Ball four. Oh. In how long did it take him to walk that guy? A minute? Ninety seconds? Just sets a tone right out the Sleep. gate. The whole ballpark audibly groaned. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how many people were there last night. Call forty five thousand. Okay. There's the tops and the corners are a little empty. Whatever. <sighs> Forty-five thousand people. <sighs> and you hadn't even con- you hadn't even come up to bat yet. Yet you hadn't even had one guy dig into that batter's box before you're chasing three. Blank. By the way, what were the, the numbers? You said you have two starting pitchers. I start- tweeted it last night in the mm-hmm. Travis Lee community. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, Bobby Miller, your game one and game two star. First time in postseason history, your first two starters failed to get out of the second inning, both of them. It's never happened before. Congratulations to you guys for that. They pitched like a grand total. And those were your only two, technically, these are our guys we're going to start with. A grand total of two <laughs> innings, and you gave up nine runs. Look, here's the thing. Arizona only scored four runs last night. After Miller got yanked, Bullpen they shut him terrific. down. And, and Ryan Brazier gave up the home run. That was a good That's pitch. Okay. And it was a good yeah, pitch. One run in seven innings of bullpen. Sometimes the other guy does a good thing. Sure. Right? It was a good swing. The guy got it out of the ball. The bullpen was terrific. Mm-hmm. The offense was nowhere. In particular, Mookie Betts, who for the second year in a row mm-hmm. has not – and I get it. Mookie won the World Series with the Red Sox. It was an MVP. Mookie won the World Series with the Dodgers in his first year. Mookie's one of the best players in the league. I understand that. That's all true. Mookie's been bad in both this series against Arizona Padres and last, last series game against the San Diego Padres. And it doesn't seem like he wants to talk about it all that much. All right, so here's this quote. He said, I'm not really focused on me right now. We're focused on the Dodgers, and the Dodgers need to win a game, and I'll do my part as far as I go. I have to help the team win and figure out a way. <clears throat> 
kind of goes on to say that um, I'm not even thinking about me. So the me questions, no bueno, no bueno. It's just going. I'm just going to be focused on the Dodgers right now. Um, can, I, can I tell you something? And maybe this is just uh, we've heard Dave Roberts say some stuff, and sometimes players say things at the moment. Everything else. I don't know if it's just me, but there's certain times where I think everybody wants to hear one thing from their leader. I got to be better. I have nothing to tell you guys. There's nothing to say. We could talk about the circumstance. We could talk about the the uh, the pitchers that are coming. We talk about all of that. I start out the game for the Dodgers. I'm the one that was um, uh, one of the candidates to be the MVP this year in Major League Baseball. It all starts with me. I set the tone for this team. I have failed two games in a row. And just the more that I think he puts on his shoulders and the less that, well, it's not about me, it's about the Dodgers. It starts with you. It does start with you. And it's not just that he's over. Right, it's not just that he's not getting hits or hitting home runs or driving in runs. It's his approach. It's just drastically different than it had been over the course of a hundred. It's it's reckless. It's it's he's swinging early in the count. He's he's not grinding guys out. That when he was when they won the World Series in twenty twenty, there was some crazy stat where he swung and missed at a ball inside the strike zone like eleven times all season. It was just a bonkers number. He's chasing. He's trying, and maybe it's just simply he's trying to do too much because sometimes that happens. But this is the burden of being the highest paid player, the best player, the the face of the franchise. You know, outside of Clayton Kershaw, he is the face of the franchise right now. And when it goes bad, and my God, is it going bad right now? You're the one that has to stand up there and talk about it, and that he's kind of trying to deflect it a little Starts bit. Starts with me. Doesn't do work. Something. It and just it, doesn't. And Dave also had comments on this too. So he was asked um, in his press conference after the um, game about how Mookie and Freddie were doing, and this is his response to that. I think Freddie's taking good swings. Uh, he barreled two balls last night. Mookie, I think, is just one of those. I think he's um, expanding a little bit. You know, he's really good at controlling the strike zone and, and hitting his pitches, but I think uh, the first couple games, it seems more that he's uh, being aggressive on, on pitchers' pitches. And um, I wouldn't say chasing, but but not really hitting the swinging at the pitches that, you know, he can slug. You know, obviously everything's more magnified. It, it's two games, but, uh, you know, our backs are against the wall. You know, we got to make some type of adjustments, and we have no more margin. Look, he, he may not want to say chasing. I'll say it. He's chasing. He, he's expanding. Whatever. They're bad at bats. Mookie Betts is way too good of a player to be stacking up a bunch of bad at bats in a row. He's, he's too good. And and the this this brings us all back to the crux of all of this stuff. And I see Clinton Yates is on hold. I want to bring him in here in just one second. This is it's the why of it all. Why is Mookie Betts, who very rarely takes bad at bats, all of a sudden taking bad at bats? Why is a player and and look, Freddie? Okay, he's saying that Freddie's making you know hard contact. When's the last time you saw Freddie Freeman just frozen in place on strike three? Mm-hmm. Not very often. In a critical, in a huge spot, spot. Right, JD Martinez guessing at the pitch. Who did have a home run last night? The first at bat, first mm-hmm. and third, couple outs. He's chasing balls in the dirt. JD Martinez makes you throw strikes. Why is this happening over and over? One is a bad day. Two, whatever. Season after season after season, different player after different player after different player. That's the part that I don't quite understand. Yates, are you there? I'm here, buddy. How are you guys? Good, What's up, buddy? How are you? What, what, what did you make of, first of all, did you feel the collective groan on ball four with Bobby Miller last night in the first hitter? Yeah, that, that was tough. I heard you describing that earlier. But I, I do think there are two different conversations to be had here that are related and, um, you know, correlated, which is that, 
last night was an example of, and I'll say this from the beginning. I know this sounds like a weird thing, but from the start of that game, Travis, I don't know how early you got to the game, but when they sang the national anthem, the entire Arizona Diamondback squad was out on the field in a line lined up. Dodgers, half the guys are out there. Some of them are in left field. Some of them are by the dugout. Some are this, some are that. And the only reason I point to that is not to say that that's that important of a moment, but you can kind of tell the togetherness level of teams when it comes to these critical moments. The Diamondbacks had the opportunity to gel, obviously, throughout the course of the season, but also during the playoffs. You look at teams like the Phillies. You look at teams like the Braves. It feels like they like playing not just with each other but for each other in the kind of way that makes me think this, Travis, which is if you're going to put together teams and you're going to say, well, our model obviously works. Look at all of the winning. I think you're lying to yourself. The winning is not as real as one might take it to believe. Maybe it isn't a matter of just getting all of your prototype guys and just saying, yeah, it'll work out. Maybe it isn't a factor of just saying, well, look at all these guys from other teams that we've brought in that we've turned around. When this team was best, when I felt like they were achieving the most, even if they didn't win, it's when they had guys they drafted and developed and stayed there. That was a huge part of the cohesion unit of this team, and I feel like that's just not there. They're almost a little too professional. You talked about Mookie's responses and how they reply to stuff. Can somebody get mad? Can somebody get angry? Can somebody be upset that the division isn't quite enough and stop comparing yourself to the franchise? Yates, wasn't that more... I thought this year they played with that looseness. I thought this. I thought last year was more of the corporate 500, Fortune 5, we turn our taxes in on time, all that stuff. I thought this sure. year it was actually more loose. I thought this year... I don't know that looseness is what I'm talking about, though, Slee. I'm talking about tenacity. I'm talking about something that has to do with gelling. Looseness is one part of it. But in terms of who these guys are, you can't be first pitch swinging if you're CG3 yep. after JT Martinez works a walk. Yep. You just can't do that. But were they not that in the regular season they weren't that in the regular season so it's, it doesn't it's matter happening. anymore Slee. it doesn't matter Slee, it but doesn't. what i'm saying is if it's happening in the postseason it's happened last postseason it's happened in other postseasons then what do you With apply it players to too. it's different players you've got to find a way to get guys that are willing to do that stuff i'm not saying that mookie betts and freddie freeman should not be performing up to their standards more so than they have what i'm saying though is that again i'm pointing to some of the other teams in the league here look at guys like the phillies you know what I mean? Is there a Nick Castellanos on this team? Is there a guy that plays with his hair on fire like a Bryce Harper? There's not those guys. The talent is one thing in terms of on paper, in terms of what you can point to, in terms of MVP votes, gold gloves, and silver sluggers. But when it comes to October, the type of players that the Dodgers bring into the system these days are not the type of guys that win in October for this franchise. And it's as simple as that. You can think about the manager, but there's an overall philosophy and smugness that I think the Dodgers need to get over themselves on and say, hey, this isn't good enough. We've got to try something different because the method, while it has produced some things, it hasn't produced what we actually claim that we want because the two things right now are not congruent. All right. There's so much in there. I want to come back and continue to talk about this. We're going to do a little, hey, did you see? Foo, plus we got some breaking Rams news. Thank you, Yates. It just went down. Good job, Yates. We'll talk to you before too long as well. Hey, did you see? Foo, coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Before we get into Hey Did You See with producer Foo. Jorge, we got some <laughs> got some breaking NFL news. And this is Emily, from say foo. <laughs> Ian Rappaport <laughs> and confirmed by Jordan Rodriguez. Foo. 
<laughs> the Falcons have agreed to trade uh, Rams wide receiver Van Jefferson uh, to the Falcons, and it's a 2025 pick swap, sixth and seventh rounders, and they hope to recapture his play from 2021, a low-risk, high-reward deal. Van Jefferson in 2021 had 50 catches for 802 yards uh, with six touchdowns. So again, that's two years ago, a Super Bowl season for the Rams was his best version of Van Jefferson. Not really the same now. No, look, he had a golden opportunity rolled out for him to start this season, and he just didn't take advantage of yeah. it. That with Cooper Cup down, and with keep in mind, as weird as it feels now, five weeks ago we didn't know who Puka Nakua no, we didn't. was. Yep. He's like, who, who? What? The fifth? It's a fifth rounder. Cool he's a BYU guy. He's not, he's not going to make an impact. And Van Jefferson had nothing but opportunities, and he did didn't do anything with it. With it. He did nothing mm-hmm. with it. So he's a good guy, and he, and he's a decent enough player, but. That's one of those, the picks are probably more valuable than the player at this point. What do you got, Jorge? All right, Foos. So did you see that Waymo, <laughs> this uh, ride-sharing you know, uh, uh, app or whatever, you know, company. Driverless cars. Driverless yep. cars, yes. They uh, made an appearance uh, at the PCH, like um, Emily says, uh, in Santa Monica. Uh, are you willing the to Waymo try? On yeah, the Waymo on the PCH. Are you on the PCH? <laughs> the Facebook. <laughs> and the Facebook while you're driving without it, while you're in there. Uh, would you try the Waymo now that it's officially here? Uh, no. I, I, I'm not saying that we won't get to a point where I will, but I don't need to be one of the uh, – I don't need to be Magellan in this <laughs> crusade. You know what I mean? Like I'm fine to let everybody else go around the world a few times before I get involved. I, I no. How, I'm how gonna, much? I'm not going to do it. How much time do you need? Uh, f- several couple years. Yeah, okay. yeah. And I, look, I'm I'm not yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. I understand that human beings have accidents too. I get it that human beings might have more accidents, but what I'm worried about is the obvious like computer malfunction where it plows into a. A bunch of school children because it thinks it's a flock of birds. You know what I mean? Like a human being isn't going to do that. Okay. that that's the part that I'd not like them to work out. the example that I needed before I give my answer. <laughs> you need Zeta text- testing, not beta testing. Yeah, baby. Yes. Um, believe it or not, Jorge, I'm in. I think me. I I, I heard Mace talk about this maybe a couple weeks ago or so. I would try it. I would do it. I already don't trust the person that's driving to my left, the person that's driving to my right, the person in front of me, and the person behind me, because they're not paying any attention to the road. I will take my chances with this type of technology over human error. I would do this, and you just tell me how to download the app and where we got to put some money in, and I'm, I'm in. Would you want to get into a pilotless plane? No. Because here's the thing. That one, not yet. That I that by the way it, I don't I don't know a ton about this but my understanding is basically the pilot is on board in case something goes wrong yeah right yeah. that the plane more or less takes itself off lands itself and navigates its way from point A to point B cool but in the event they say hey there's an emergency or sure. something else we need a human being there yeah the dude giving me peanuts can't be like no I, let me get in there <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I I don't know would you I like still a towel? trust people <laughs> no hey the internet's not working. But, Not right now. By the way, <laughs> the plane is going down. Is there anything better than what Jorge just said? That warm towel on an airplane? Oh, yeah. My God, game changer. Or how about I've a literally never it, gotten that before? Oh, okay. yeah. Oh. yeah. Japan, very popular. 
even the restaurants you go to get a warm. That's a sushi restaurant thing. At least in, in my neighborhood, all the sushi places. Where you the, go right before dinner yeah. and right after dinner, you get the warm steam towel. Got oh. it on the plane. I'm like, what am I I'm showering with this? Like, <laughs> it I was feels like, like a shower. To, uh, it's terrific. Yeah. Oh, you're when you go to a barbecue joint, they give you that towel. Oh, that wet yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, that's nice. Yeah, that's nice. All right, fool. So did you see this? In a salute to a legendary uh, to a legendary image from 49ers linebacker Gary Plummer, Kid was sported a T-shirt that said "F Dallas" on it. Right, so then Micah Parsons has his own podcast, and he says that George Kittle uh, made it a little personal. Here, uh, listen to the sound. Hey, I'm Micah Parsons. Dallas, I just feel like he's making it more, way more personal than it had to be. Kittle's my guy, but I'm gonna say this: laugh now, cry later. We got something for that. Just trust. If we see them again, just trust, and we're gonna put it just like that. I ain't gonna put too much on it. You gonna make it personal? We can make it personal. That's cool. Well, they got rocked, right? George Kittle scored three touchdowns on the Cowboys. Destroyed. Just and own like it. you said, George Kittle was arguably the best offensive player on the field that night, right? And you just got to wear it. Micah Parsons might be the best defensive player in football. Yep. He, he might get an opportunity to back up what he said, but on the heels of getting embarrassed like that, I'm keeping that one in my back but pocket. But I, I get what Michael Parsons saying. He's like, look, you kicked our ass. I understand it. Do you really need to wear an F Dallas shirt? Things like this do get remembered. Now, it's a little hard right now because the Niners are so good and they demolish the Cowboys, but anytime I think you add unnecessary fuel, it could come back and haunt you. I, I get where he's coming it from. It takes something for George Kittle to also have already obviously pre-planned to have this shirt underneath his jersey because he like took it off. Maybe he put it on in halftime after he'd already scored one or two. Or he just never lists his jersey. Like this yeah. is Remember Joe yeah. Horn? Maybe you guys don't. This is way. Joe Horn had the greatest touchdown celebration in the history of the NFL. That he he scored a touchdown mm-hmm. and then went to the pad holding up the goalpost. He had previously hid a cell phone in there. Oh yeah, and, oh, he, yeah, and he broke right. it out that's and right. started going. Like nobody knows it's there. So the Kittle thing right. could have been. A, I got my T-shirt on underneath. Yeah. Yep. But if it's, it goes the other way, I'll just keep my jersey on. It's not like Caleb Williams painting his nails saying right. "F whatever the team he's right. playing." That you can't really hide from. But one thing is. You don't want to get bulletin board material to someone like Michael Parsons because he doesn't need anything else more to be angry about um, when he's coming after you. No, but he it's doesn't. More now. But Parsons isn't the problem. The, par- the problem with the Cowboys is their coach is a bozo and their quarterback stinks. <laughs> and yeah. the Niners. That's, that's the problem. And the other there. problem is the Niners are really good too. That too. That doesn't help. And then fans were flipping off Trent Williams a couple years ago. Remember the picture that went around where yeah. the fans were flipping him off and he's just like, you know. The Niners, we, we were kind of looking at it today. I know, but 5 0, oh, there's a million miles to go. Don't sleep on where all of a sudden in weeks 10, 11, 11 12, they're 11 and 0, 12 sure. and 0. They play Philly in Philly early in December. I would not be shocked if by the time the Niners get there, they haven't lost a game because they don't play a murderer's row of teams coming into it. Also, and, if you're the Cowboys, you have, you've gone up against the Niners, I believe, two years in a row in the postseason, and two years in a row the Niners have knocked you out. You have no room to speak on them. They own you but at the, this But point here's time. the thing. They weren't. Michael Parsons not speaking on the Niners. He's just saying, don't wear an F Dallas shirt. I wouldn't pick a fight with Micah Parsons. Yeah. That's not my... But you're also not George Kittle. <laughs> that's not my deal. I, I would say, Mr. Parsons, good morning. And then I'd go around the other side. Great to see you. <laughs> I'd park your car for you. <laughs> Can I get you a cup of coffee? You look like you might be a little hungry. Can I get you a protein Have bar? you tried Waymo? All right, we got a bunch of Dodger <laughs> fans on hold. We're going to get to as many of them as we can. Plus, Yates said something, I think, that is part of the underlying issue that needs to be addressed about this team in the event that it goes the way that it looks like it's headed. And, 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 there is a little bit of optimism, maybe, or not. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.